0: and welcome to Casting Call, the final episode.
1: Now, let's get a big round of applause
2: for your host, you know him, you love him, from Wiretap, Heavyweight, and of course, Casting Call, your host and MC for the evening, Mr. Jonathan Goldstein. (laughs)
3: thank you so much my god, wow um, I'm so excited I'm sick I'm just sick with excitement um, we're in Manhattan I'm going to try that again because it's a podcast I, I, can, I can get multiple takes Let me, I could try that one more time we're in Manhattan we're in Manhattan I don't know anyway we'll sweeten that up in post Not only are we in Manhattan, but we're at Squarespace headquarters in the bohemian chic Greenwich Village, home to Walt Whitman, Jackson Pollock, and the cast of Friends. (laughs) And we're here so that the casting call judges can crown a winner tonight. Right now our three finalists are back in the green room awaiting their turn on stage. But before we invite them out, I want to express just how difficult it can be to host a podcast. Being this folksy and avuncular comes with a price. For one thing, my suspenders are killing me and I spend so much time in the studio that I go home every night smelling like carpet. Not to mention the vocal warm-ups, those certainly take their toll. <clears throat> a quick light kiss from a persnickety mist can make a saucy shark seek shelter soon. I'd like to bring to the stage someone who knows a thing or two about the pleasures and perils of hosting podcasts. In the late 90s, I worked with this man at a program called This American Life, a podcast that mysteriously emanated from car and kitchen speakers at prescribed hours of the day. The program told the tales typical Americans tell, stuff like how someone's dad became pen pals with Spiro Agnew, or how someone else's dad invented the phrase, that oughta do it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Gimlet Media CEO, Mr. Alex Bloomberg. Hi. Hi. Please, have a seat. Thank you. Right here on the X. Uh, um, Let's banter. Okay. You and I. (laughs) Um, So, so we started off. Uh You, you, you trained me. I did. You were like a mentor. I, 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 guess I was.
2: I think it's safe to say you'd be nowhere without, without me. (laughs)
3: <laughs> no, but uh, we, you, you took me out on my first on my first radio story.
2: Yes, yes, I did.
3: So we were going out on a story, and Alex was doing most. Th- in truth, you were doing mostly everything. You were even driving the car. I remember you had like a laptop on your lap while you were driving the car. Is well, it, that I, was
2: after I took over driving from you because you kept the on driving off the road. <laughs> and then I was like, "Are you okay?" And then you were like, "I, I actually am not allowed to drive at night." <laughs>
3: You guys are laughing with me, right? <laughs> um, and and uh, so when we got to the place, like you were just doing mostly everything. And I remember you gave me one person to interview. And I was like about 15 minutes into the interview. And the, the woman that I was interviewing said, can I get that other guy to interview me? He seemed personable. <laughs> but it was all for naught anyway, because it turned out there was no batteries in my... Do you remember that? I had forgotten to put batteries in the kit.
2: No, I think so many things went wrong on that trip
1: that that, I forgot that.
3: And look at me now. (laughs) Alex, (laughs) one of the things that I think is important as a podcast host is a tagline, a catchphrase. Yes. Do you know what mine is for Casting Call? Uh, Goldstein Oot. That's right. I say At the end of the show, I say Goldstein (laughs) Oot. Right. Because Oot is kind of like a piece of Canadiana that I carry with me. I have some catchphrases for you that I wanted to audition. I thought maybe, because you have a new show coming up, right? I do, I do. do. you have a catchphrase I yet? don't. I don't okay, have so a catchphrase. Yes. so I have a couple. Maybe maybe one of them will appeal to you. You ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. This is one that you can use at the start of the show, where you, you, know, you do the intros, blah, 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 you roll up your sleeves, and then you go, time to take out the trash. <laughs>
2: <laughs> should, I t- should I try it out? Yeah. Okay. Hello and welcome to Without Fail. I'm Alex Bloomberg, your host. And you know what time it is? Everyone. Everyone. (laughs) Time
3: to take out the trash. That (laughs) works. I think it's a keeper. I really liked it. it. (laughs) What else you got? I got Now Who's Laughing. (laughs) (laughs) That would maybe be for like in the middle of the show or something. And then there's this one. I'm a a CEO, and you're a C-R-E-E-P-I-O. Creep- that spells creepy-o. Uh, yeah, that, that oh, seems
1: a little aggressive. Don't you? It is. Like, well, I think, actually, you haven't yeah. seen anything yet. Oh, okay. this, is my,
3: this is my last one. Okay. It's where you ball your fist up like this, and you say, why don't you talk into this microphone? <laughs> what? Why, why all the hostility? No, it's not. It, it just shows like... who's boss. Okay. Um, so should we, um, should we bring out the, uh, the finalists? Yes, let's do it. Thanks, Alex. Alex Bloomberg, everyone. Thank you
4: very much. Thank you very much.
3: Now it's time to meet the three Casting Call finalists who spent months perfecting their podcast pilots. They've had a couple weeks to get used to the taste of podcast glory, a bittersweet medley somewhere between baked kale and kale salad. Should we bring out the finalists? First up, Anna Ladd, host of An Exciting Business Opportunity, which is a show about multi-level marketing or MLMs. Hi. Hello. Hello. Next is Natalie Pert, the host of Our Allowance, a podcast that shares stories about people of color and their relationships with money. Hi. Welcome. And finally, Deborah Jarvis, host of The Final Say. A podcast where you learn to face life from those who are facing death. Well, welcome, you guys. It's nice to see you all. Thank you. Um, So what what kind of reactions have you guys received from your pilots? Have you had any surprising fans?
2: Here's my surprising fan. Yes, Deborah. You would think this is a shoe-in, but it was my mother.
3: You have a mother like that. I have
2: a mother who cannot talk about death. And when my own father was dying, she was like, "He just needs to move more. He just sits around. If he'd move more, he'd be he'd be much better." Like, no, mom, he's dying. He's in hospice, and he's di-. So she listened to this pilot, and she went, "Honey, I love it." I was shocked. That was my biggest surprise.
3: Wow. Is, is she? She's not. She's not quick with uh, with compliments. No. Nope. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But it's but it's made you who you are today.
2: I mean, you know. Now who has at, the
3: microphone, Mom?
2: Yeah. Now look who's laughing. That's right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's right. See, it's catchy.
2: <laughs> I like it.
3: And what about you, Natalie?
2: Um, I would say
4: I had one of my one of my Jamaican uncles called and I was I was very surprised because I just hide a lot of stuff from my family, things that I'm doing. Oh like, yeah. I'm just too embarrassed to explain everything or So he makes fun of my accent, tells me I did a great job, makes fun of my accent, and then he's like, why isn't this on TV? And I'm like, Uncle Norman, it's a podcast. This is the point. It's a podcast.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And what what about you, Anna?
5: Uh, one of my favorite podcast hosts became my 136th Twitter follower. Who's this? <laughs> I don't want to name drop, but he sent me a DM and said he liked my pilot. Hey. I was like, oh, that's fun. That's so
3: nice. <laughs> Especially since you really liked his podcast.
5: Yes. He introduced himself and I was like, no, I know.
3: <laughs> um, and and uh, what, what was your favorite part of the production process?
5: Um, I like learning how to interview because I feel like before I was, I had no idea what kind of questions to ask to get a usable response. Yeah. And then after doing like 10 interviews over the course of two weeks, it, it makes sense and it's great.
3: Is there any little trick to it or anything? Yeah.
5: Scenes. <laughs> you got to get people to describe their way through a situation. Yeah. So that everyone else understands and can see themselves there. Yeah. Instead of just asking them random nonsense and hoping you can use it. <laughs> That's Amazing. Always, yeah.
3: Um. And and uh, Natalie.
4: I would say after after the interviewing, I think tracking was my favorite part. Um,
3: recording the script.
4: So recording the script yeah. because it just le- it just provided this uh, immediacy that was so gratifying. Because so much of the production process is it just felt kind of long and there's a lot of moving pieces and you're not yet sure how everything's going to speak to each other. So I felt like. With tracking, you got to write something right away and then read it and then immediately hear if this was going to work or not. And, um, and it also felt like it was sort of stitching together the story and, I don't know, allowed for some like tenderness to come through. And you remember like, oh, I, I do love that piece of tape and this is why I wanted to tell this story. And so I think it, like it allows you to like kind of fall in love again with huh. what you're making.
3: And while you were recording, did, did a producer bring you a glass of water? That's my favorite part.
4: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I had a great producer. Jorge was great. Um, he's, so, he's so good at directing. So, you know, if I, we, it was really important to like, are we hitting the right note? And if not, he yeah. would just like more, like, more like this. And I was all about it because it's just like acting on tape and it's very therapeutic.
2: Huh. Yeah, it was a very therapeutic process for me. And Deborah? I always loved the interviewing and yeah. I'll tell you when you're talking to people who are dying, a lot of people don't want to talk to them. And so here we were in there not just talking and listening to them, but recording what they were saying. And it was wonderful to witness that. They love that. And then I, I love the writing too, you yeah. know, and kind of figuring out what what is the gem of this story mm-hmm. that we're gonna fashion you know, a beautiful setting for. I loved Figuring that
3: out. And uh, Anna, uh, uh, I'll ask all of you guys, but uh, Anna, to start, now that you've spent months in production, what advice would you give someone uh, who who is just starting off making a podcast?
5: I'm a little extra, and I treated podcasting all year like school. So all spring, I would listen to a new show every week and then write a page on what I liked and didn't like, and then make an episode that weekend trying to implement the things I liked, because I'm a lot. And then, <laughs> and then this summer, like I studied for each portion of it, and then I studied for my edits. Julia sent me an article or a, a lecture about how to write in and out of tape, because my first edit was not so good about that. Like I kept announcing what the people were about to say, and then you just didn't even need to listen to it. Um, So how to kind of like how to have like a conversation with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then I learned how to write in and out of tape and rewrote the whole show in 36 hours. So studying. (laughs) Don't be like me. That's
4: impressive. That's very impressive. Yeah.
5: Thanks.
3: (laughs) And what about you, Natalie?
4: I would say first, like do as much of your podcast idea as you can. I feel like you learn so much from doing and you get a real sense of what's working and what isn't. And I think it. Would really hone your vision. And because my topic was so broad, I think that was challenging to, to figure out like how we were going to enter the story or tell the story. So I would say do as much as you can on your own and then um, fresh ears. So bring it, pitch to your friends and like bring up things you've recorded to your friends because you're going to, there's going to be a point where you just like, you can't even hear the story anymore. And so Bringing folks in who are not in the weeds with you to get some perspective is really important.
3: Yeah. What about you, Deborah?
2: I would just say that above all, be passionate about your idea. I mean, you're not just dating this idea. This isn't like casual sex idea. This is like you have to commit to this. You got to settle down and get married to this idea. Because it's going to be a long haul. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Make sure that this is really what you want to do. And then say to people, Hey, I have this idea for a podcast and then share that idea and then see what they say. If they go, "Ew," or what are you thinking? Or, Ooh, can I have some of that? (laughs) So kind of like what these guys said, listen to podcasts and, and think about what do you love about this podcast and what do you find annoying? And, you know, take, Take note of that and think about your audience. Who do you want to listen to this? And what do you want them to get out of it?
3: Yeah. How long did it take you guys to, uh, to come up with the, the idea for your podcast? 30 uh, Deborah, years. Yeah, because yeah, for you I've been thinking your...
2: about this for 30 years, yeah. seriously. And yeah. then podcasting came along to help me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, and you guys?
2: I mean, I, I've done some work with
4: like new economy stuff in the past. Um, But this idea was probably about a little over a year. I was sort of sitting with it.
3: And Anna?
5: Um, Mine was this like weird little internet rabbit hole that I was in love with for a long time. And one day I was like, oh, this would make a good show. And I kind of tweeted about it as a joke. And then a bunch of my friends were like, please make the show. So then the competition was announced a week later and I was like.
3: "Mm." Beautiful timing. (laughs) Might as well. (laughs) Might as well. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so now I'm going to send you guys back to the green room where you can enjoy party sandwiches and ginger ale. And we'll see you all in a little bit.
2: Okay, thank you. Okay,
3: (laughs) yeah. Now it's time to get serious, to lay down the hammer, or the gavel, if you will. It's time to bring out the judges. First up, Aminatu so. Amina is the co-host of the Call Your Girlfriend podcast. Come on out, Amina. Next is my colleague Nazanin Rafsanjani, Gimlet Media's VP of New Show Development. And last but certainly not least, the patron saint of podcasts, Squarespace CEO Anthony Casalina. It's very nice to see you all again. Have you all enjoyed the pilots?
0: Yes, we have enjoyed them immensely. Very much
3: so. What I'd like to do is bring out each one of the finalists back on stage to answer your questions. Amina, you were a major cheerleader for Deborah when you heard her entry. So we're going to bring Deborah on stage, and I know you have some questions to ask her about her pilot.
1: I just wanted to ask you a couple questions. Certainly. Um, So I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, the fact that the final say is it's very moving and it's very dramatic. But, you know, I think uh, it also runs the risk of having the same like drama arc all of the time. Uh, And I'm wondering if you've thought about that and how you were going to make sure that it didn't happen. So because
2: everyone's life is so very different, I don't think it could Ever be the same, even if I wanted it to. And believe me, Bob was great. There's a part of me that goes, ah, if I could only have another Bob. But, you know, there can't be because we're all so individual. And I would love to talk to someone who's bitter and angry and find out, like, so what's the scoop with that? How did that happen? I would love to talk to somebody that's going to go into combat. I would love to talk to somebody on death row. I mean, facing a kind of death where you're perfectly healthy.
1: Yeah, well, that, actually, that's perfect segue into my next question. I imagine that um, sourcing the show is kind of a challenge. Um, and so I'm wondering how you plan to overcome that. Okay, well, at first, it was a challenge because I had
2: no credibility as a podcaster, right? And a lot of the people I was talking to are like, what's a podcast i had a lot of credibility as a chaplain and that's why i ended up interviewing people that i know but then the pilot came out and now i feel like i'm some kind of you know secret agent or cia person because people come up to me and they'll get really close and they'll hand me a little scrap of paper with writing on it and go talk to my friend (laughs) she heard the pilot she wants to talk to you, That's awesome. here's her number. And, and this is happening all over the place. I mean, and, and I thank Gimlet for that because once the pilot came out, it's like, oh, it's not just a hobby, you know, it's not just some little idea you have, but this is a real thing. So,
1: yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay, in 30 seconds or less, tell me why you think your show should win Casting Call.
2: I think my show should win casting call because it's a super good fit for Gimlet, for one thing, because you guys like to tell stories that mean something, you know, meaningful things that are, I don't know, a catalyst for growth. So there's just that, that fit. And then the fact that, the baby boomers are dying. The baby boomers are taking care of their dying parents. And suddenly, death is getting popular as a subject. I mean, there's death cafes and death salons and green burials and death with dignity. And this is becoming a thing now. And that's why I say I've waited 30 years for this. When I was talking about this 30 years ago, well, for one thing, they'd be all like, what do you know, honey, you're too young. But nobody wanted to hear about it.
1: Thank you so much, Deborah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you,
3: Deborah. Now we're going to shift over to Natalie's pilot, Our Allowance. Naz, you wanted to talk to Natalie about her pilot, so I'll let you take it from here.
0: So your pilot episode was about susus and isusus, and so what other stories did you have in mind for Our Allowance?
4: I
3: definitely want to cover
4: wealth, class, labor... You know, if we're doing labor, I would love to find someone who's wants to maybe start a union at their at their media company maybe, or um, <laughs> <We> <laughs> or, may they their, <laughs> or they want to turn their or they want to turn their work into like a worker cooperative. What does that look like? And then also examine the state of unions today and what does that look like in a working world that's changing, that's becoming more freelance, more gig, more startup, you know, what does that look like? Yeah. So,
0: In the episode we heard, I I feel like there was a lot of kind of complicated factual stuff that you had to explain. Um, And I imagine that with a show like this, there will be, like, you're going to confront that issue in other episodes because it's about, like, economics and big, big, broad ideas, which is, like, that's not what audio is great at. Audio is, like, great at narrative and personal stories. So, like, how do you plan on kind of balancing the factual stuff and the like complicated economic topics that you might have to explain with like narrative stories? I think um,
4: I kind of want to use facts like good seasoning or something. So it's not, it's not the thing that's driving the story. The narratives are driving the story, but facts are used to illuminate or expand on something that someone has said that we've interviewed. Um, but I think they will be pretty important because it's really important that my show is also informative. And that people are learning something:
0: yeah, I definitely felt like I learned a lot listening to the pilot. Okay, same question in thirty seconds, why do you think this show should win casting call?
4: I feel like the subject is always timely, and I also feel like there's like a healthy set of media that feels kind of like junk food to me, and I love junk food. Um, but I'm also if I'm spending my time doing all this work all this labor Uh, i really want it to be substantive and nourishing to the listeners so i just care a lot about your media diets so that's (laughs) what you all are taking in so yeah cool thank Thank you thank you you. thank you
3: thank you you, natalie and now it's time to discuss the third pilot an exciting business opportunity let's welcome anna lad back to the stage
6: Hey, Anna, welcome. Hello. Thanks for coming up. Um, I guess we'll just jump into the questions. So uh, there's a new podcast out we've heard of that deals with MLMs. Um, how, how do you think yours can differentiate in this field of, uh, of podcasts out there, of which inevitably you know multiple are going to be covering the same topic?
5: Yes, so I listened to it. It's really good. Um, but they are actually, they're really different. She like went to her hometown and like talked to her aunt who was in a bunch of MLMs and she's going on like a personal journey through like how the industry relates to her life kind of. And mine is more like a weekly deep dive into a company. So they're very different stories about the same topic.
6: Can you tell us, you know, if you're a couple episodes into this, how do you plan to continue the show? Is it all going to be MLMs? What other ideas do you have? Do you want to take it in other directions?
5: Yeah, so there, there are hundreds of MLMs, and I could MLM forever, but that, <laughs> that may bore people, but there, there's like one that's recruiting 11-year-olds. There's one that claims its products can cure cancer. Like, there's a lot there to work with, um, but outside of that, there's other things in the industry that are really interesting, too. So there's like MLM life coaches who are not in MLMs, but they t- make people pay them t- to teach them how to be better at their MLM <laughs> while they're also paying their MLM to be in their MLM. Um, <laughs> And then I would love to, like, reverse, so, like, a lot of the claims that the companies will say is that, like, well, all corporations are pyramid-shaped, academia is pyramid-shaped. I would love to, like, reverse investigate those things and see if they're also with the pyramid
6: stamp. Wow. Um, There's a lot out there. Uh, So, same question. Uh, In 30 seconds, why do you think uh, your, uh, your podcast deserves to win?
5: So MLMs are having their moment on the internet right now. There are huge, very active Facebook and Reddit communities dedicated to just like watching this world happen. Um, And they're just like begging for a podcast. Um, But on top of that, a lot of the MLM media out there, I guess, isn't like a very human approach to it. And I think our show takes like this really person first approach to it where we're like learning about the people and letting them share their stories instead of, like, looking at them from the outside and being like, look at this thing, it's so crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs>
3: That's...
6: Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Emily.
3: so now now that we've heard from all the finalists, I just wanted to check in with you guys where Where do you stand with the the pilots? Uh, and everyone, feel free to chime in. But I wanted to start with Amina. Um, what do you think makes the final say a success, And what are your concerns?
1: Um concerns. that sounds so ominous. Um. concerns <laughs> yeah. I, you know i the show, I think, is very powerful because it deals with this topic that everybody is afraid to talk about and something that's an inevitability for all of us. And I think that Deborah is able to do that in this really powerful and humane way. Uh, it doesn't hurt that she has the yummiest voice in, um, <laughs> you know, in new podcasts. Um, but the show itself has a really clear focus. She's an incredible narrator, she has a wealth of experience. It's, you know, it's not all the time that you get a person who is an expert on something that kind of holds your hand through that. and. Um, you know, I also love that it's, it's not a voice that we hear a lot in podcasts. Like that's something that was important to me. And, you know, the, the concerns as you say are, you know, like what she has addressed are that there's the potential that the show is the same thing every week. And, you know, like some people love that. I, um, I don't know that that works. And, you know, there's also like the, the show is, it's obviously like very sad and, Um, brings out a lot of a certain kind of emotion out of people and so I think that that also can have a lack of appeal being repetitive and you know obviously it's like very difficult to book and get interviews when the topic is this sensitive and so I think that that would require a ton of planning and uh, you know like on a producing end that's a really heavy lift but. You know, all of that is still to say that I think um, I think it was incredibly it was an incredibly powerful pilot, and it's something that should be in the world. Yeah,
3: that's nice. Thank you. Um, that's well said, uh, Naz. Same questions. Uh, what do you think makes our allowance a strong contender, and what are your concerns?
0: <laughs> My concerns. Um, well, first of all, I just it's these three shows are so different and it's it's really hard, it's like really hard because they're they're um they're all trying to do something exciting and they're all very different from another. But I think with um with Natalie's show with our allowance, like she really does uh, she really does have this like she has this amazing voice. Like when I was listening to it, she has just this like sonorous lovely voice. She is bringing a topic to podcasting that I think is underrepresented and important and um, and is and is really wonderful to learn about um, and I think that you know yeah these are stories that you don't really hear told very often um, uh, I thought I thought them like this is a this is a very specific thing but I, I like loved the music in her show <laughs> I thought the scoring choices were really lovely um, I think my, my concerns about the show um, are are some of the concerns I had in the in the beginning when we heard the trailer which that it it is because it's because it's tackling so much it's tackling such a big topic um it it feels like it's gonna be tricky and hard to get the that big topic down to stories um and uh yeah, it feels sometimes it it could be more of like a a topic like a big broad topic than actual like stories and I would say that would that's my main concern about the show yeah
3: okay thank you and Anthony uh, what what are your thoughts on an exciting business opportunity is it exciting is I'm it excited. an opportunity I- I'm, I'm
6: incredibly excited as I was sort of saying in the beginning I was immediately attracted to the topic area I think People are interested in this right now. These things are really spreading. I think, you know, with social media and the internet operating the way it operates right now, they have more of a potential to really spread than ever. Um, and it affects people's lives, right? Uh, some of these, some of these things might actually be scams and. Um, you know, it's important to, to follow these human journeys through, I mean, people get into this. They lose relationships. They lose money. They lose time. It's important to get those human stories to see, you know, these are these are people maybe like you. Um, and how do they get in? How do they get out? And I, I think that that's an incredible topic area, especially in today's world. I think, you know, Anna seems to have learned a lot during this journey, which I think is incredibly um, a really positive sign about you know her ability to continue this. Um, You know, on the negative side, uh, there's a lot of interest in this space. Um, You know, as she mentioned in her episode, uh, this is legally difficult at times. uh, And so she can have issues there getting access to these people's hard. um, You know, there's contracts in place. People are embarrassed. They might not want to talk about this, especially if, you know, they went through this thing. And, you know, it's just might not look good. Um, And so I think it's not going to be a walk in the park in terms of in terms of producing this. Yeah, it's not going to be the easiest thing to make.
3: Thank you, Anthony. Um, Yeah, thank you all for your thoughts. Well, who's the winner going to be? I don't know. (laughs) We're gonna take a short break, and when we reconvene, I'll announce the winner of Casting Call. And we'll be right back. So get a drink, but remember to squares pace yourself. Hi there. You're listening to the season finale of Casting Call. That means that this podcast is now ideal for binging. And who doesn't love a good podcast binge? Do me a favor and tell a friend or a few friends about the show. And if you want some bonus points, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. All right. Now is the moment. Now... Now is the moment that we've all been waiting for. Everyone has worked very hard on their shows, and the runners-up will be receiving state-of-the-art microphones so that they can continue to pursue their podcast dreams. The casting call winner, who is decided by your votes, along with those of the judges, will receive their own miniseries produced by Gimlet Media. And it was a tough call to make. Who will it be? I'd like to invite the three Casting Call finalists to join me on stage one last time. Welcome back, Anna, Deborah, and Natalie. (laughs) Hi, guys. Anna, Deborah, Natalie, I want you to know I think each of you has done great work, and this decision was not made by me. I had nothing to do with it. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just the guy with the face for podcasting. <laughs> and you're all winners in my book. All right, and the winner of the Casting Call podcast competition is... Anna Ladd. Congratulations, Anna Ladd. This is your trophy. Congratulations, Anna. The judges think your pilot told a great story. You took us to a new world and we're a great narrator. There's a lot of room to expand upon what you've made and we're excited for your mini-series. Thanks. <laughs> How do you feel? Me
5: too. I'm, I feel a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> I love my trophy. (laughs) I'm a millennial after all. This is our whole like thing is.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Congratulations. Thanks. Ah! (laughs) Once again, the winner of Casting Call is Anna Ladd, the host of an exciting business opportunity. Huge congratulations to all of the participants for putting together such outstanding pilots that made this such a wonderful competition. And thank you guys all for coming. (laughs) We'd like to thank everyone at home who's listened to the entire season. Anna's miniseries will be out sometime in 2019, but her hosting duties begin right now. Anna, take it away.
5: Casting Call is a production from Squarespace and Gimlet Creative. This episode was produced by Max Gibson, Julia Botero, and Jorge Estrada. Our senior producer is Caitlin Buguki. Our editor is Devin Taylor. Mixing by Zach Schmidt and Sam Baer. Special thanks to Alice Kors. I'm Jonathan Goldstein, Goldstein Oot.